Hello! This is Sam! Killhall! Samuel! Hardball! I literally got the back from my hangout session with the girl! With, with the main girl! And her daughter! It was fun! We, we paid money to do nothing but walk around an amusement park because I didn't know it was an amusement park. It was that kind of park. I thought it was a state park that we can actually do some hiking trails on and stuff. They were probably there too, but I didn't know about them. And I made the slight dumb mistake of just putting all the stuff in... In uh in the bin instead of just keeping it on my back in a backpack, and Whew. oh, I got a damn splitting headache. Ooh, oh, when nighttime comes, I'm hyper. I love staying up. I also love sleeping. The problem is, everything I need to do is during the fucking day! Uh, everything I want to do, I want to do it at appropriate time, which is after 12 o'clock p.m. or after 12 a.m. But no. Everything has to happen during a time there's all the normal people stay up. That might be an advantage for city life because everything is open past that time. A quarter of the time. But... I don't really know. Today, very nice house. Big but very small. Mine is small in this sentence. She's in the stereotypical town, I guess what it's called, a townhouse. Or a suburban house is the copy kind of copy paste houses that are like literally on a single acre of land or a quarter or like acre plus a little bit. In the sense, it's got a little bit of yard on either side, in front, and in the back, and then literally copy paste house by 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 house. 
and almost like gated community kind of deal too. Damn, these fucking allergies. I need to buy me some damn medicine. Like some Claritin or something, or Mucanex, stuff like that. I really need to buy some. some uh, I forgot to do it today. I need to do it tomorrow. Uh, hopefully I can take a shower and just go straight to fucking bed. Don't have to do anything else. Because... I'm stupid tired. I had a random conversation with a guy named Dave. Apparently he's gay, and he randomly got my number. I honestly don't know how, why, or what the hell's going on. He's older than me, and I don't know if he just wants a company in the sense of in bed, or what. But just by our brief conversation, he's a, seems to be a nice, he seems to be a nice guy, likes the outdoors, and likes to exercise. Doesn't really listen to music. Apparently, he sleeps nude. That's the last thing he sent me. Huh. Yeah, I know a little TMI there, but... Damn. Oh, well. That's been my almost... That's basically been my entire day. Fuck... Hell, it's been a something. Uh. <sighs> oh well, I'll talk to you in the next segment. Back to podcast. Okay. I'm listening to a podcast from Mr. T. They started talking about generations. Okay, time to rant about that again if I haven't already done that. <sighs> I pulled up a generational list from Google, and this is from the website called careerplanner.com and career testing since 1997. And this is their list, which is, in my opinion, which is almost all kind of things. This is just the top search I did off of Google. And they... uh, According to this, this is the top of the article, these are Western cultural generations, Japan and Asia and Portugal's of your portions of Europe will have their own generational de- definitions based on the major culture, politics, and economical, economical influence. Okay, I'm going to read the two notes down here, like side notes. Dates are approximated, the, and there is some overlap because there are no standard definitions for when a generation begins and ends. 
See the section below about why this overlap. Source for our data are listed at the bottom of the page. Okay. Okay. They have a nifty thing here because it also gives, on a side note, what the youngest person of that generation of what would be today or what the oldest person of that generation would be today if they would still be alive. If they are alive or if when they are alive. They're considering, this website's considering the lost, okay. My definition of a generation is every 10 years problem with that definition I'm thinking of present tense for generation gaps problem with that doesn't work for the generations before that before World War II mainly because I'm thinking in modern times of the 2000s and 90s generations because I am a 90s kid I was born in 93 this generation, this according to this damn chart, I am technically a millennial or generation Y or next gen, which is three different generations lumped into one. I wish they would just get fucking rid of the millennial title, the, because the title millennial pisses me the hell off in the sense that it's lit, the literal term millennial means next generation. After the 1900s. Meaning after, as soon as it hits 2000. That's a millennium. That's not the actual definition. I'll look that up later. But that's what it's supposed to mean. The millennials. Are not supposed to start. Until. The, that gap is not supposed to start until it hits 2000. Everybody starts it in the 1980s. It does not start in the fucking 80s. It starts in the 2000s, you dumb pieces of shit. Ugh. Actually, just get rid of it. It does not need to work. It does not need to be existed. Period. And they put these other extra things, which is like millennials, except it's exennials, which is X-E-N-N-I-A-L-S. What the fuck is this? I don't even know what this fucking thing is. Okay, let's go from the top. Lost generation, or the generation of the 1914s. Uh, what? Never heard of this generation. I heard of the lost generation. Never exactly exactly understood where it was exactly. But according to this chart, anybody that was born born from nine, sorry, 1890 to 1915... Is a lost part of the lost generation. I think that's part of World War One, or at least I don't remember. I can't remember all my history. Sorry for in advance. They their ages are anywhere between 106 to 131. Then it's the internal Belgium generation. Ah, uh, I guess it's Telegram based. Not sure. That generation starts anywhere between 1901 
1913. Basically, basically saying anybody that was part of that generation is also part of the lost generation. Exactly. And they and their ages are anywhere between 108 to 120. Huh? So basically, they're saying anybody that's born from night. 1890 to 1915, which is still part of the 1901 to 1913, which is the exact same fucking generation, is all part of the lost generation. Their next generation is called the greatest generation. Anybody that was born from 1910 to 1924. Okay, that means anybody that was born inside of the lost generation that was in 1910 is still part of the lost generation, but also part of the greatest generation. I'm skipping the intermittent generation because I don't exactly know what that is because I'm not going to do research right now. Then... Then it skips to the silent generation, which I actually I need to look that one up. Anybody that was born in 1950, no, sorry, I said that wrong. Anybody that was born in 19, oh yeah, sorry, sorry, let me back up. The 1910 to the 1924 generation was uh, in. Should be anywhere between 97 years old to 111 years old. Wow. Okay. Their silent generation, which is from 1925 to 1945, getting a little closer to generation, to the actual generation gap, which I understand it's a lot better to understand what a fucking generation gap is because it's ten, supposed to be 10 years, every 10 years. But that's still skipping the 1930s a little bit there so anybody in that generation is supposed to be from 70 is supposed to be 76 years old to 96 years old their baby boomer generation according to this chart is anybody that was born in 1946 to 1964 they should be the ages of 57 to 75. Sort of makes sense because my mom is almost 50 something and she was born after World War II. She was born in the 70s or 80s. Pretty sure she was born in the 80s. Yeah, my mom's 50-something. So that means my mom's actually Generation X, according to this. Okay. Their Generation X, which is also part of the, quote, baby bust generation, which is after the baby boomers, is 1965 to 1979. Basically saying 1980s. Basically, from 65 to, to, eight, to 1980, you are your Generation X. Okay? 
you encapsulate all of basically anybody from the 60s to the 70s born into born into the 80s you're a part of generation x which is from you are either 42 years old to 56 years old that's my mom's generation and my dad's generation Then they give this extra stupid generation I told you guys about earlier. Anybody was born in 1975 to 1985. I don't understand this generation in the sense of why they have to bring this extra gap into it. I don't understand that. But anyway, you should be anywhere between 36 to 46. Hmm. No, makes no sense. Okay. Their bullshit definition of what a millennial is. Still don't understand what the fuck they have to use that word. Generation Y or next gen. Anybody was born in the 1980s to the 19 to 1940. Sorry, 1994. You are either 27 or 41, or in between those ages. And I'm like, okay, I'm 28. I'm technically part of Generation Y. Because I was born in 1993, that's why I'm 28, and then it says their Gen Z or iGen is 1995 to 2012. I don't see the 2012 one. I can see the 2000s, 1990 to 2000. I can see that generation being all part of Gen Y and anybody that was from 2000 to 2010 and then from 2010 to 2020. Yeah. That will explain the Gen Y and the quote what they call Generation Alpha. Don't understand that. Ugh. <sighs> oh, uh, I wanted to rant about that. They talked about it in a podcast a little bit. I didn't fully get to listen to the podcast a little bit. Uh-huh. Right now, I have 70 videos on my watch list on YouTube. Damn. I've been reading a manhwa that was about, it's about zombies and stuff like this. Main character can, quote, control zombies and stuff with spiritual, spiritual tentacles, thread things. Basically, invisible spiritual threads come out of his fingers and he can he could penetrate the mind and convince them to be on his side and stuff like that basically like control that way it's harder for him to do that for a human 
because they still have their own, a human has their own soul and stuff where he can still slow down or manipulate somebody's um, physical form a little bit and stuff and stuff like that and right now in the story he not knowing he put on some perfume that was an astrophysiac to humans that was given to him in the sense that uh, a, a quote acquaintance of him gave him this astrophysiac thinking that he was going to use it just on his uh, girls thinking that they were human and that they were all, all three of them were going to have a great time together with that aphrodisiac. He puts it on in a tense situation, thinking it's just straight perfume. And he doesn't realize it until it's almost too late. During big battle sequences and stuff, he overcomes it. And... Then he gets slightly kidnapped because he's lost focus by the by this uh, by this uh, leader level zombie that's like a little girl who duck, who's almost flat chested and is wanting to have a partner in the sense of sexual partner or or a mating partner in the sense of the literal word mating. And she does not, because she was a zombie before she apparently got told how the birds and the bees work, or how sex work, not sex worker, sex works, in the sense of the differences between a male and a female. Uh... She thought if she continuously ate and grow and stuff like that, that she would grow a penis. Or a member, as is, 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 is described in the manhwa. And he has to tell her how, when he's hyped up on an aphrodisiac, not to mention he's about to go berserk in general because he's also, um, Gained some slight power surges through this battle because he took out a very powerful enemy and and all this stuff and he has some, and he and he got basically slight blue balled by an enemy that they thought were dead so he goes berserk killing that which increases the aphrodisiac effect on him. So, and then when he gets slightly calmed down from that after defeating the enemy and getting the jail from the brain from this from this boss zombie, he he turns around and switches this uh, dog zombie back uh, not back from from the enemy's from the girl zombie side to his side, and while he's doing that. The girl zombie was fake being knocked out, kidnaps him, takes him away, and the other girl zombie that wants to be with her and actually meet that and, and be with her and mate with her. Okay, 
just so it's like so confusing, I'm just going to use the name, uh, some of the names that they say. Okay. I'm going to use hair color. It's a little bit easier. Okay. Little blonde chick is the girl that I'm mainly talking about that didn't know about the birds and bees. But, uh, but really knows about how sex work. works. And apparently also the blue haired chick doesn't quite know how it works either. So, she's holding the door and stuff from the other three main girls in the story that are his, the main guy's partner. And the main guy's name is Lin, uh, Link. Not Link. Not Link with a K. Link as in sense of Link of a chain but without a K. Or whatever. Link. Lee or Lin. Lin or something like that. Lin, Lin, Link. I can never pronounce names correctly. Lynn. I'm going to call him Lynn. Okay. Lynn is tied up in this chair trying to fight this aphrodisiac at the same time he's also trying to get out of this chair and getting frustrated by this girl who doesn't understand how the difference between a man and a woman is and stuff and I'm just going to see for myself she said the blonde chick says I'm just going to see for myself that you're not really going to tell me and pulls down his pants and doing so provokes him into a berserker rage he starts ripping her clothes and it basically fades to black a little bit in the sense that you don't see anything, or at least the translated version that I'm reading doesn't show shit. But it's implied that he's either molesting or raping her because he's in a blind berserker rage that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because he's in a like zombie berserker rage because of this aphrodisiac mixed with the pent-up uh, Adrilidin 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 that he just experienced in the big fight he literally just had literally moments ago like they're mixing together and he's losing control of his over his own power kind of deal and because of that he just starts ripping off he just rips her clothes some and he's about I guess he's doing something. My theory is that he gets extremely close, at least enough that she actually sees his his uh, penis, and she's like, "Oh, that's a penis." But yet she's so mesmerized by what the hell he's doing to her that she starts like, "Oh, okay," and she just sort she's just gonna sort of let it happen because she wants to have a baby kind of deal because she's in a zomb she's a leader zombie who wants to mate anyway it's very confusing especially the point that I'm telling you about this blonde chicks like not blonde chick blonde chicks the person getting pushed down blue headed chicks like what's going on blonde chick looks over and sees that he's in a berserk 
sees that Lynn is in a berserker rage, she's like, get off a blonde chick, pushes him aside. Pushes him aside, which sort of knocks him out of the berserker rage. He's like, what the fuck going on? And he, she grabs a blanket over her. That's how the drawing, that's how it's drawn. And takes her, takes Blonde Shake, and they both jump out like the third, fifth story window. Because they're zombies and they're powerful. They just jump out the fucking window. And and the three girls finally gained their composure because they stopped beating at the door for a little bit because his berserker lust rage was so powerful it was affecting his own teammates because they're linked to him a little bit. In the sense, as soon as he got knocked out a little bit, they finally got to burst through the door at the same time she was the blue chick was bursting through the window running away block and and now he's rest, resting and stuff and it go, cuts like 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 maybe hours later or something cuts to back to the blue-haired and blonde-haired chick saying blue chick chick saying Let's get revenge on him and stuff. Blah, 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 blah. And Blonde Chick's like, no. I just want to escape here. I want to be with you and just escape here. I do not want to do anything else. I know now what my, the differences are. So, clearly, she's been humbled enough to understand that she's never going to have a penis. And... That she just wants to fall. She just wants to have love with the blue head chick. So, slightly happy, slightly happy ending for them too. Then it jumps back to the main story, which is the Lynn and the three girls, and. And the three girls really want to mate with him bad. They want to have his babies. Even though they're zombies. And also that... They're already having... It's very heavily implied that they're all three of them are actually having sex. Very heavily implied. They, at least through this entire story area... I forgot exactly what chapter I'm on. It's very heavily implied they've all had lots of sex. Especially whenever the girls are evolving from one level of zombie to a next level of zombie. They're just in bl- slightly blind berserker rage or something. And it takes almost all of his willpower every time every evolution, hap- ever, ev- every evolution happens for the zombie chicks. Which would it also, in the same process that it's bringing him the brink of his power is also raising his power level at the same time because he's like spiritually linked to them to them so every main like semi major power up they're getting he's also getting at the same time without becoming a zombie himself kind of deal 
and also that it it's and the best way to calm each person down is basically they're going into heat at the same time they're evolving so basically just having a lot of make out sections making out sessions or groping sessions or sex calms the body down enough that because they need to get release the pent up energy that's happening either that or murdering somebody because they need to release their endorphins This, I like this one. I like this story so far. I'm not. I'm still not caught up on it. I don't. Again, I don't remember what chapter I'm at. Although I'm on, I am on. But I am at the point where I think I'm hitting near the end. Uh, at least getting caught up. Because for some reason it jumps from. Chapter Zero, which is like Chapter One, the prologue, to Chapter Two Hundred and something, or three two hundred or six three hundred or something, for like one story, which is a little little plot, and then jumps back to like Chapter One, or then jumps back to actual Chapter Two or Chapter One, because it goes Zero, which is the prologue, and then it goes Chapter One. That was a that was a nice story. I like the artwork on there. Uh, I'm so much enough that I think I'm going to be putting swords in my story. In the sense of Killhall's world, I'm going to think I'm going to put yeah, I'm going to put swords in that somehow. I don't know how, but I'm going to put swords in it. No hurry. Hey guys, I've had a great a thought and I'm so teary-eyed right now because I just finished watching Arcadum's uh, eight-hour piece together um, I didn't watch it all at once you know have a 10-hour shift at work I didn't listen slash watch all of it at once but 
I did get to watch the last bit in the sense that I could literally feel all of his emotion of him creating his world coming clashing to an end in the sense that he's finally able to take a, a full break <laughs> in the sense that he can actually just sit down and hang out and, and all this other stuff. But I know I don't know him personally. And I don't I don't know the person personally. And I don't know everything. I might be watching his whatever the current game is on like going on from his cha- uh, YouTube channel. I'm going to continuously watch whatever that may be from now on. Hopefully to, hopefully to catch some more Project Melody in them than anything else. But I'll continue watching his DM matches. And But the biggest thing is that that the the idea or the theme I'm going to get that I'm going to grab from the essence or at least the emotion from this and put into my world that I'm creating with you guys even though I heard I hear nothing from you guys because I don't I don't look up I don't promote too much and I'm a literal ghost in the lot and the I'm a ghost of a droplet inside of a giant ocean a grain of, of salt inside the in, in, in the salty ocean that gates get recycled over and over again is what my emotions feel right now and and through that I'm going to constantly try to keep up with uh, the three names I go by online at least or based mainly two but I want to really bring in the third one a lot more which is Hall, Hall Ball I really want to bring that one in more because in Dealing with my personality that you guys have experienced, the more chaotic one, the one that rants and yells and screams and tops lungs and curses, is my personality from Kill Hall. Because, and the only reason I'm designating Kill Hall is my as one of my personalities like that. And I'm going to make him the American Russian. In the sense that he's fully American in the sense of complaining and yelling and cursing and all this other stuff. But he's... And the reason I say American Russian or Russian American or whatever you want to call it. That is because I see him cold hearted. But yet with a cold hearted with a heart of gold if that makes any sense at all 
basically it's a heart of gold. But the heart of gold is so cold that it's iced over. Pawball is the fun, chaotic one. He will rant too. But he will have more of the chaotic, um, excited stuff and rants about the anime and the manga and, and wants to share the world. Samuel, I am Samuel. I am a collection of both. I am a collection of everything. Everything that I consume. I am the main person. I am my main personality. But you two, you guys get to share in the other two personalities that I put out. Samuel is the weak one. He's the one that is emotional. He's the one that just can open and be vulnerable. He's the one that will cry. He's the one that will lend you a shoulder to cry on. Give you a hug when you look down. Help you out with a thing. Take on your emotion. And try not to give this emotion back, but comfort you. Even if you're angry with him. Or, or if you're just angry with the world. Or sad with the world or yourself. Or... Kill Hall is the warrior. Hallball is the creator. The shaper of the world. And Samuel is the heart. The emotion of the world. Between the warrior, the creator, and the emotion heart, emotion heart or emotional heart, this is the main emphasis of the world I create. I have not fully named. If I have, it's it's in the backlog. Yeah, I think I'll sign off for there, and that will finish up this episode. Um, 
This has been Harbaugh. This has been Kilhar. And this has been Samuel. Signing off for this episode. And I'll catch you in the next.